0: It's a big responsibility because, yes, it's just a game. At the end of the day, it is a form of entertainment. We are not curing cancer or working towards world peace or anything. But I know from talking to players that it's really important to their lives sometimes that, like, this is their escape from, from you know, a job that's frustrating or a family situation that isn't awesome. Or this is what they do with their friends or this is how they unwind. So. We try to, you know, we try to give that the respect it deserves when players care about something so much.
1: They told me not to be so arrogant on an intro when I have less subscribers than the math to the video. But funk, that let me be real for a minute. We've been here for years to do what we do because we love it. We interview people from the game community It doesn't matter if you're new or, or a new celebrity Not getting rid of Derek Provost so you can hate me Because a thumbs down is seriously stupid currency Shows a smart funny and makes you think Kills off most of our viewers with just a wink We're here for you, all Lord Supporters I'm like Bernie Sanders, Samir, Nickel Diamond quarters We love our guests, except the ones that say no I make too many intros for the Obsolete Gamer Show That's right, so sit back, relax it's the obsolete Gamer Show. All right, so for people that are expecting the kind of interview where I uh, bombard our guest Greg Street about uh, either uh, League of Legends questions, World of Warcraft questions, something like that, you guys are going to be a little disappointed because we're actually going <laughs> to be talking about cruises, Gakucon in uh, particular. Uh, but we're really happy to have Greg Street here today with us. Um, thanks for coming on and talking with us.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we're able to make it
1: work out. Now, going from a marine scientist to working with Agent Empires, World of Warcraft, and now the um, design director for Riot Games League of Legends, I mean, that's that's quite a resume. Uh, What was really uh, interesting to me, um, especially with this group that we're working with in Miami, who works with people who... Are looking to go into game design. You know, there's people who have taught themselves game design. There's people who've taught themselves programming. There's people who said, Hey, I'm not going to school. People who are saying, Hey, I want to go to school for contacts. Uh, for you, you went from being in marine uh, sciences and then going, working for Age Empires. Can you start just giving people a little bit of insight about that kind of a route where some people go with that education route and some people? You know go with the experience route
0: sure so um at the time you know we're talking like almost 20 years ago at this point um the good news was that it was a lot easier i think to get into the game industry because they couldn't afford to be that picky about the, the quality of people um the bad news was there just weren't as many opportunities available there weren't a lot of companies at the time a lot of Design was done by engineers. Engineers did almost everything. A lot of times, they'd even do the art of the game. Um, and so the the situation I was in, and, and at the time too, there was like no option to go to school to study game design. Now there are some some schools that have that program. Um, back at the time, there wasn't anything like that. So I um, I was a scientist. I um, had a lot of fun in graduate school because I got to go out in the ocean a lot, which has always been a passion of mine. But then after I got my degree. I ended up sitting in a room all the time, looking at a computer screen because that's what scientists actually do. They spend a lot of time looking at a computer screen, and um, I hated it. I just wasn't into it. Um, my colleagues would go like go home and have dinner, and then come back to the lab to run their experiments. And I would go home and have dinner, and then go play a video game. And I realized, man, I'm just in the wrong field. I need to, you know, I need to find something else. I'm almost doing a disservice to this, you know, this discipline, this field by being a scientist when I'm, you know, not as passionate about it as I need to be. Um, I did love games. Like I said, I didn't even know at the time you could have a living, you know, make a living playing games. But I, um, one of my favorite games was Age of Empires, which was a historical strategy game. I love the history of it. They, you know, they never let the history get in the way of gameplay, but they cared a lot about getting the history right where they could. And there's a lot of detail. And I really loved that. And I was reading an interview with Bruce Shelley, who was one of the lead designers um, of Age of Empires, who had always been like a hero of mine, he worked on Civilization, a Railroad Tycoon, and a lot of famous games. And he said they were looking for designers with no experience necessary. I'm wow. like, wow, that's me. Um, so I sent them a resume, and I ended up hitting it off with uh, Sandy Peterson, another really famous game designer, worked on uh, Call of Cthulhu and Doom and, and games like that. Um, it turned out Sandy in school had studied um, arachnids, which, you know, terrestrial arthropods. And I'd studied crustaceans, which are marine arthropods. So we just kind of had that point in common to talk about. Um, that certainly didn't get me the job. It got, it got me on the phone. And then they said, what we really need to do is, is have you build a scenario because the job is to build scenarios for the campaign for age empires. And so I had never built a scenario in my life. I kind of lied and said, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Um, I spent up, like spent all week just researching, like playing a bunch of games, learning all the tricks from the online community about the best way to make scenarios. And I crafted something and play tested it, play tested it. And fortunately, they really liked it. And they even ended up shipping it much later when we were like short on on scenarios. Um, you know, I still did like an on site interview in Dallas where the company was located, and went through that whole process. But at the end of the day, I was you know I was a brand new very bottom-of-the-tree game designer, Um, my first desk was like, I think the the photocopier for the company was on my desk with a computer, and (laughs) it was was like very low-tech, very startup, Uh, and then I just watched the company grow and grow from there.
1: That's the thing, like you see a lot of people like young people talk about having that opportunity and they say like, you know, I'm really hungry, I love games, but when you go and you try and break in, that's everyone else. So people are looking for someone to pop. And like you said, you know, that was back in the day. Is that the problem now that people who are trying to get into the industry, everyone out there is hungry so now you have to be basically a superstar to break through so no one really has a chance unless they're already some kind of a superstar?
0: I mean, it's hard. I'm, I'm very sympathetic to people trying to break into the industry. And I remember, even though it was a long time ago, I remember what that was like. And I'm like, just give me a chance. You won't be disappointed. Um, Riot gets a lot of applications. We, you know, we get on the order of 100 or so per week. And we try to give them all the attention they deserve, but that you know, that just gets to be a bandwidth problem after a while. So it is hard if you don't stand out to like get that first call. And you know, I don't screen the resumes. I don't have the time to screen all the resumes. We have recruiters who kind of go through the first pass, and then they'll take any of them that look promising and pass them on to the designers and say, hey, here's some people you, know, you, you may want to look at. Um, yeah, there's a, lot I could, there's a lot of advice I could, I could potentially give people on what to do at that point. Um, One is, even if like a place like Riot or Blizzard or Valve, if that's your dream job, you may not be able to land that right away. You may have to work up to that. You may have to start somewhere else, you know, get some experience and leverage that experience to get to the place you really want to be in the end.
1: Now, when, you know, working with like World of Warcraft, it's what was interesting when I was reading like some of the questions I really, and I want to say that's really great Uh, you know, that I was looking at like the Tumblr and things like that, that you answer these questions and stuff like that, because, you know, that's one of the cool things about Twitter, Tumblr, the internet, you know, even though we have those social media outlets, there's still people that sometimes don't. Reach out and answer questions, and it's good, especially considering you know, gamers' internet could be mean and stuff like that. (laughs) So, you can have that platform, and people can use it to attack. But, you know, with your time with World of Warcraft. You know, when I was reading just even in the Wikipedia, I was looking at that too, and you were talking about how a designer's job is to make a game fun. And obviously when something with an MMO, you're always going to have someone coming back and saying something isn't fun. When you have to, quote, nerf something, change something like that. What was that challenge like trying to make something fun? Because obviously you have to have profitability. You have to have balance. I mean, I know it's a giant question, but even if you have to just put it down to just the basics of trying to explain it to someone when someone comes to you and say, how can you rectify, you know, making something fun when someone's going to come to you and say, this isn't fun because you changed my favorite character or you, you know, change this uh, mechanic in the game. It's like, what do you just tell someone even just in a, in a basic answer that, Hey, we have to do this because of X.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, fun is, is a really subjective word. And for different people, it means different things. For some people, fun is like, hey, I'm going to go into god mode and put the game on its lowest difficulty setting and just run through and kill everything. And for me, that's fun. Um, and other people are like, no, the only thing that's fun for them is a really well-tuned competitive game where things can go either way and they only like, achieve victory by the narrowest, narrowest of margins. So I describe fun as being a kind of a series of things. Like one, it's making interesting decisions. If the game is presenting you with information and you don't understand the choices you're making, that's, that's not fun. But also if there's not a real choice, like, hey yeah, the game has all of these classes, but really you want to pick this class, the other classes just can't compete, then that's not a decision either. Um, another thing that makes games fun is is getting better. Like, Getting better at a game is really satisfying. Getting better at almost anything is really satisfying. Like, a musical instrument or sports or whatever, but playing a game and seeing yourself get better and better feels awesome. And that's the kind of thing that gets players to come back over and over. Um, it's a real challenge of multiplayer games because kind of your fun can't infringe too much on someone else's fun. And so that's sometimes you run out of that situation, even in World of Warcraft PVE, when one player would say, yeah, but it was really fun for me to like be the top healer you'd be like, yeah, but all the other healers feel terrible because they can't compete. That's not just your skill. It's because the designers just made your class too powerful.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and what I really found interesting with League of Legends is, you know, in the beginning when it came out, the idea of having um, just like this piece of something. Like you have this piece of, oh, you get almost like this, uh, the essence of PvP in this little box and you put together and it's it's funny because the people that don't get it they're looking they're like how do you have like basically this one map i mean of course you have like dominion and you you know you have the you have the other maps where you could just you know the uh, aram uh, aram but people are like oh you're basically playing this one map how is that fun it's like have you played it and it's like, it's awesome. And then you have these skins, but you're, you're, just, you're just changing what they look like. No, it's more than that. And they're like, I don't get it. It's like, you just have to play it. It's like, have you ever had to like, just explain to someone that didn't get it? Like, what is so compelling when someone's there and they're working towards getting another character. And then they're like, oh, I'm just gonna play this character. Like I've had that happen where someone says, oh, I really like uh, Sona, I'm gonna play her. And then someone says, oh, man, look at what this guy does. Uh, Look at what she does. Oh, I like this guy now. And the next thing you know, they purchased that one. Like, have you ever had to explain to someone what is so compelling about League of Legends?
0: I describe it as a couple different things. Like, um, you're right. We do The game basically takes place on one map, Summoner's Rift. We do have other maps, but we kind of consider them um, extra for when you're kind of tired of, of the main map. Um, But in the same way nobody says, hey, why does chess only have one board or why does basketball only have one court. It's like, that's not what the game is about. The game is about like playing on different maps all the time. The game is about what your team does and what the other team does. And that's really where the fun comes from is Can you really coordinate with your team and can you help each other out or like defend someone when they're down or Does the other team make a mistake and then you exploit that and you feel really smart for having done that that's why you know the game. Of the, you never play the same game twice. And and if you do start feeling like the games are feeling too similar, that's a problem. You know that we have to solve on the developer side of things because we want the story of each game to be what happened. And when you talk to people about League, you ask them, "Hey, tell me about League." They almost always go into story mode of like, "Yeah, I was on this map and there was a Rengar and we did this thing and it was you know." It's always about the story that just kind of evolved because you're not entirely sure what these ten players are going to do when they get together. I think, like, capture so, the flag or something like that is the best real-world analogy of, like, you're out on this field, and you can't quite control what everyone's going to do, and it gets a little chaotic, but then one team or the other drives to victory.
1: Now, as far as when you are answering these questions, you know, is there ever a point where someone is just going at it too much, and you're just thinking to yourself, man, this person is just too too much into the game? Like, man, this person's, like, deep into the code, almost like they are a yeah. designer?
0: It's It's – I mean – it's a big responsibility because yes it's just a game at the end of the day it is a form of entertainment we are not curing cancer or working towards world peace or anything but i know from talking to players that it's really important to their lives sometimes that like this is their escape from from you know a job that's frustrating or a family situation that isn't awesome or this is what they do with their friends or this is how they unwind so we try to, you know, we try to give that the respect it deserves when players care about something so much.
1: So the reason why I ask these questions is because now we come to the Gakucon, which is the cruise. Now yeah. here in Miami, uh, we have uh, Make Games at Miami and Game Trap, and they put together this cruise because Miami's got to do it right. You know, you have your normal convention where you have it like in a building, and you have like maybe three days or so where you go into the building and you have all types of events and you have the meets and greets, the Q and A's and things like that. How we're doing it is in January between the 25th and 30th, you'll have one day where you meet and you have like, that's the the pre-party and then you go on a boat, you go and you go out. And it's just like being on a regular cruise. You know, you'll have regular people on a cruise, but then you'll also have awesome guests like yourself. And, um, I, I'm just curious, you know, overall, what do you think of, you know, that, that concept? Because to me, as, as a gamer, I think that's awesome. But then also I've had some people say, man, being trapped on a boat, you can't escape. It's not, you know, because <laughs> I've talked to people who, uh, you know, guests who've been places and they said, hey, I, I love being there with the fans. But, you know, sometimes you got to sneak off to the bar and get, get some alcohol and then come back. So I want to ask you, what do you think overall of that concept?
0: I mean, I've never done anything like this before. I'm pretty familiar with the idea of like specialized cruises where it's, you know, it's a particular group of people who all have something in common, um, you know, whether it's about music or, or, or something like that. Um, I really like talking to players. I mean, that's where I get energy from. And um, I also really like, you know, I've gone on on cruises with my family before. It's a really nice way for everyone can kind of do their own thing, but then they can kind of come back together and talk about stuff um and you don't you know nobody really has to worry about who's going to be the host or where are we going to go to dinner because everything's just kind of provided there for you so you can just focus on on being relaxed and chill out and you know in our case talk about games and stuff
1: yeah uh andrew who is uh the person that's put, put everything together he told me to to, to go easy I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he meant by that, because I I think I'm, I'm easy. But you know, look, I I just play it straight because I can I can understand where you know sometimes games. I've been to a lot of conventions, and I'm always the kind of person who you know, even though I've interviewed a lot of people, I always try to give a person their space. So I can imagine, you know, uh, I've seen people on cruises. I'm not the kind of person that'll go up to a celebrity and just start poking them and say, hey, you know, they're like relaxing on a cruise and I'm just going to start tapping them for autographs or questions. Um, But hey, so you've been on cruises before. What is your favorite activity when you're just on a regular cruise to relax?
0: I love just to find a spot like out in the sun on a balcony somewhere and like curl up with a good book and just watch, you know, watch the ocean go by and and chill.
1: Okay, so say you're on the Gakukon and you're just chilling and someone starts asking you about What's, hap- what's coming up next on uh, League of Legends? What's going to be your response? Oh,
0: I'll be like, hey, let's sit down. Let's get a drink. Let's talk about this. I mean, I'm not going to be able to, like, share information that we haven't <laughs> said publicly yet. Um, I can't leak things. But, you know, I'm happy to talk about, um, answer questions they have about the game or, or development or just, like, talk about other games we love or that sort of thing.
1: Well, it's, it's really cool. I mean, all jokes aside, I, I really like the idea of you know, being able to expand what gamers can have access to. I mean, the idea, like you said, you know, 20 years ago or so, you went from, you know, working in uh, marine science, which is awesome in itself, to going over to gaming. Just the idea that you have that ability itself, and now gamers have a real path, you know. Here in Miami, they just opened up a, a gaming school where people can go and and learn the trade and actually be able to make money. You know, yeah. I think it's really awesome. Um, you know, League of Legends itself, huge millions and millions of, of viewers. You know, I, I listen to ESPN for sports. They have a podcast where they're talking about League of Legends. I mean, overall, it must be great to see it blow up. I mean, I remember years ago, just hearing about it when it started. I mean, could you imagine that? you'd see it on ESPN? No, no,
0: I mean, like, I remember when League of Legends first launched, and you know, I played it, and I paid attention to it as a player, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I was at, um, I was actually in China at a Blizzard event, and I couldn't believe the size of the League of Legends booth. There were so many players there. And I thought, okay, I'm missing something. Like, this is becoming, this is exploding, and I hadn't really realized it was going on. And then I started following the esports a little more, and even then, that was years ago, it's, it's just gotten bigger and bigger since then. It's really it's exciting and thrilling and a little scary um, to just kind of watch that watch that happen. I say scary because, again, it's a huge responsibility not to screw it up, you know?
1: Now, as far as – because they're, they're going to have, like, land time on the cruise. Are Are you actually pretty decent at the game itself? Because I remember – Uh, I worked at Alienware and I remember we'd go out sometimes to some of these uh, conventions and they'd always want to play us thinking that we were really good at games. And then when they'd kick our ass in games and they'd be like, I thought you Alienware guys are good. It's like we're working. (laughs) We're not. That doesn't mean we're experts. (laughs) So what about yourself? Do you have like a favorite character? Are you like really good or just, you know, regular player?
0: I mean, there are. League of Legends players that play the game every night for like four or five hours at a time and then all the weekend. That's, that's what they do. And You know, that's not me. I can't devote that kind of time to the game these days. I play it and I try to stay in tune with what's going on and it's Important to my job to be really informed. But I think the days where the people making the game are the best people in the world at the game, you know, that's long over
1: on on cruises, are you, are you like a buffet guy or do you like going in, into the dining rooms? Cause I, I always like the idea of those dining rooms where you go in and they'll bring you pretty much anything you want, but yeah. at the buffet you go there and there's just that spread of food awesome, you know.
0: I tend to do the buffet for breakfast and lunch and then the, the dining room at dinner.
1: Oh, okay. What What about like, you know how at the top they have usually those double pools and that's where it's like tons of people and then they have the pools like at the bottom kind of in the back. And that's where like you have the older guys who want to just chill and relax, stay away from the kids, which, which pool are you at?
0: I'm probably at the quieter pool. Like I said, I just want to, you know, I usually am there with my book or my Kindle or a magazine or, you know, my iPad playing games and, and a drink. Um, I'm not at the, the one with the, you know, with the DJ or people play volleyball or that sort of thing where it's super crazy.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So let's see. Some of the spots on a cruise, you have like the cigar bar, uh, you have the piano bar, you have uh, the sports bar, Um, any of those spots you like to hang out at or the gym like that, anything like that?
0: I mean, it kind of depends on what's going on. If I'm with my family or friends and what we want to do is, is chat or catch up, then somewhere like the cigar bar is good because you can, you can talk to each other. Maybe the sports bar. I think if you're going to the piano bar, it's because you want to be entertained and you're kind of, you know, you're done talking. You're sick of each other a little bit and you just want to, like, have something to do.
1: You're activities, Guy, because I always looked at those cruises as the kind of place like a camp. It's like a camp for adults because you look at the sheet that you get when you wake up. For people that have never been on a cruise, they usually give you a sheet before you go to bed. Like if you go to dinner, what happens is they usually clean your room while you go to dinner. When you come back, they put like a a towel animal there. They have mints and things, and there'll be a sheet that has all your activities for the next day. And when you look at it, there's all these different things that they can go. And a lot of them are really campy. They'll be like how to make sushi or, you know, a, a scavenger hunt thing like that. Do you ever, do you like to participate in those uh, ship activities?
0: I mean, it depends on what it is. I think, you know, I don't know about this particular one, but I've been on cruises before where they'll do like, hey, it's a Q&A session with the captain, or we'll give you a behind-the-scenes tour. I think stuff like that is, is super fascinating. Um, I usually don't have a lot of trouble entertaining myself because I don't get a lot of free time. So, um, you know, sitting back and chilling is, is not a bad thing. Um, When there's ports, I like to go out and explore, you know, explore the city or the island or wherever it is a little bit though.
1: Uh, And what about excursions? So like, so like this is, you know, overall it's three days on actual boat. When they, when people, when you go to port, like this place is going to, it's going to be going to like Cozumel. When they get to Cozumel, are you the kind of person that likes to get off and go on an excursion? Or do you like the fact that so many people get off the boat, you can actually chill, explore the boat or just relax?
0: No, I always get off the boat. You know, I love to travel and I love to, to visit new places. So, I like to get out and, you know, sample the local culture and eat some local food and and just see the sights. Um, sometimes I'll take like an excursion with the ship, but often I'll just go out on my own or um, I'll have set up sometimes if you make the excursions yourself, they're a lot cheaper than if you sign up for the ship.
1: Awesome. All right, guys. So if you know what I actually did here, I plotted out everywhere Greg Street's going to be. So you know (laughs) where to find him if you need him. There you go. See what I did for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think it's really awesome. You know what? What what you've done to to agree to come on. How did you actually get uh, hooked up with the guys to to do this?
0: I mean, uh, Andrew and I started talking on I think it was Twitter or something like that. And, you know, I wanted, you know, more information, like, is this legit? What are the, what are the plans here? And the more I heard it about it, I'm like, you know, this sounds like a lot of fun. Let's just see what, it, what it's like. Like I said, I love, I love conventions. You know, I love the Blizzcons and PAX and things like that, talking to players, particularly once you get through the kind of early on, there's a little bit of an awkward stage where you're just getting to know each other for the first time. And then after that, you can start talking about favorite games and things like that. I love that part.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, For people that are interested, the GakuCon is going to be leaving out of Miami. It's going to be January 25th through 30th. Greg Street is going to be one of the people that's going to be on that cruise as well as many others. You can go check that out. We'll put the link up on the website so that you can see that. But uh, thanks for coming on and talking to us today. It was really awesome.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Like I said, I'm really glad we we, uh, could figure out a time for it to work.